Table for two, please. Hello, my name is Amy and welcome back to Table for Two. So today we actually have a table for two as we have a special little guest today, my four lifer. I'm Kaz. Yeah, I'm Miss Four Lifer. I'm yes. here to talk about some cool stuff on the program or our podcast today. Real. So <laughs> today we are doing continuation of our three-part series. This is part two where we're going to be looking at the concept of being academically gifted. So in this episode, of course, we're going to take a look at your responses to our survey. And we're also going to talk about our journey throughout the uh, gifted, and pro- gifted program at our school since we've gone to the same school, same teachers, just like literally our entire life, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> so we're just going to like take a look at all of that and yeah, let's yeah. jump right into it. Okay, so we both got enrolled in like early elementary school. Me personally, I got enrolled in kindergarten. So like literally right out the gate, or right out the gate, my brain is ready to be molded into what it is today. <laughs> I joined a year later. I took the test in kindergarten mm-hmm. and then I uh, joined in first grade. I remember like the test, you know how there was like folding paper yeah. and math and stuff? Yeah. I think it like holds true today because like even now today, like I'm good at math, but it's like not my forte, but like that yeah. paper folding and yeah. like the word association, <laughs> I was so good at. No, like I think I got the highest score on the word association part and like I'm still really good at like reading and writing. Mm-hmm. Like that's my that's my niche. Yeah. But like I didn't do so well on the math part because I'm not very good at math. <laughs> so psych people, do with that what you want. <laughs> Alright. So as we're on the topic of elementary school, we wanted to just give a special little shout out to Miss Sinclair, which was our lovely little uh teacher gt teacher she was our gt teacher all the way through elementary school um i remember in kindergarten when it was me and this other girl it was literally just the two of us and would walk down the hallway holding hands with miss sinclair in front of us it was so cute that was back when like the the gt program was like just two people yeah i remember that other girl had the same birthday as me yeah so that was cool you had a camouflage dinosaur backpack too (laughs) very cool (laughs) And I feel like with the elementary teaching program, it was a lot more about, like, expanding our general knowledge of the world while still Mm -hmm. having fun. So, like, we had a lot of game days. We had a lot of, like, fun, creative projects. And I think that was, like, the most important part because we were, like, children. (laughs) Yeah. Like, despite everything that I said in the last episode and everything that will be said in these two episodes, (laughs) like... You, like, Miss Sinclair was the best of the best. Like Yeah, no, definitely. Genuinely, I think it genuinely was just, like, the system itself and just how it was enforced by the district. Yeah. And just that whole stigma placed around, like, gifted education, that think, really shaped us. Yeah. I think a lot of the GT teachers, like, they tr- they really do try their hardest to, like, not mess up these kids. But, like, but, it like, just happens. Yeah, it's, like, inherent with becoming a GT mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. There was, like, one project that we noted down. It was, like... This civilization project was like, yeah. oh my god, I have those socks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, sort of like, foreshadowing the yeah. future like world history. Yeah. So that was that's a little crazy to think about. But like in that project, like we made our own civilization. But it wasn't just like, oh, just look at government and stuff. Like no, we learned about like different yeah. base. Like we learned like base nine, base ten. Oh my god, I do remember that the that. money. Yeah, yeah, currency. We made our own currency. We made our own flag, our own national anthem. Like we did our own like geography and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was crazy. And like it wasn't just you know here you go 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 make a civilization. It was like we learned about Mesopotamia. At first and then we learned like a few more other ancient civilizations and i think like that 
That was fun because that, was that fun. didn't feel like work. Even no. though, like, like now with, like, our little project-based learning and everything, we would yeah. be like, oh, my God, that's so much work. But, like, then it was like, oh, this is, like, fun work. Yeah, because I think at that point we had no idea, like, these civilizations even existed. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we learned about that, then we were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And then we got to create our own. And now it's like, okay, we're learning about America again. Yeah. I was like, that that's a lot of America. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, like, in GT, a lot of the stuff that we did wasn't necessarily focused on, like, traditional learning. Mm-hmm. Like, as I said, we had a lot of game days. We had a lot of times where we would go to, like, the park. And it was more about just, like, taking kids that were, like, already, like, usually advanced in their kindergarten basic classes mm-hmm. um, and, like, giving them something to do. Because yeah. I know for a fact that, like, if we hadn't been in the GT program, we would have been sitting bored in class. We probably would have gotten an ADHD diagnosis because we were just, like, <laughs> sitting there not learning anything because we already knew all of it. And I think it was, like, it was kind of important for us. Yeah, I think, like, going off of that, there's a lot of things about it. It's just, like, you don't actually, like, learn in those classes. Mm-hmm. You learn how to copy. And I feel like yeah. that's, like, really what happened to me. Like, when I heard about that, I was, like... No, yeah, that's why I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. It's because I learn by example. I, I was like, oh, I learned by example. No, I learn by literally replicating the things. It's like, yeah. I never learned how to actually do these things. I learned how to observe and notice patterns and details and, and then, then replicate, replicate that. Them. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, we had a lot of game days in GG. It was like, like once a month on Fridays or something. I think that's what it was, yeah. And then we wouldn't play like, you know... Here, go play Scrabble, because that would have been, like, a lot for some elementary kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, like, Mancala. We did what was, like, Apples to Apples. And we did games that, like, still, like, kind of stimulated our brain yeah, and had to like, have us think. obviously for kids, you know? Yeah. Like, the Mancala, I remember, like, it was, like, Pinto beans or something. Yeah. Like, it was, like, it was a big bag of white beans, and then we would, like, count it, and, like, we would cheat, because yeah, none of us yeah. actually knew how to play Mancala. <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang. Like, like, basically, like, so whoever fun. went first won. Yeah, <laughs> like, you just heard the clacking of beans. Like, there'd yeah. be, like, five kids gathered around two people playing Mancala, and they would go, like, oh! Yeah. Like, you know, like, the, the bros watching the World Cup? It was literally yeah. like that. Yeah. Mancala. And then Apples to Apples, there was one time, the green card was Barney, mm-hmm. and you placed down... No. No, the green, the green card, card was, was annoying. Yeah. And you placed down Barney. I think everybody was just cracking up, like, that. Yeah, and then we had, like, this really iconic card that, like, like the kids that were in that class, like, it stuck with us throughout middle mm-hmm. school, yeah. and it was, like, it was mad cow disease, which we didn't know what it was, so we just put it down randomly, yeah. and then, like, <laughs> we had explained to us, and we were like, oh! <laughs> like, I'm sure Miss Leclerc were just sitting there watching us just be like, yeah. what are these kids on? <laughs> yeah. But then, there was a the car park game. Like, I have it at home, too, but it comes in, like, this big gray satchel. You pull it out, mm-hmm. and it's, like, grids, like, a plastic grid, and yeah. these cars, and you're trying to get, like, the red car out or something. Yeah, it's all very games that, like, you would see on those ads. It's, like, you know, if you can solve this yeah. at 50 and older, oh, your brain is, like, You know, also, like, the, the, the spheres maze? Oh, the yeah, sphere yeah, maze. yeah. I got one of those. I don't know where it is now, but it was yeah. really nice. But I feel like the games that we played, they weren't, like, yeah, you know. but they still were, like, games that would stimulate Mm-hmm. the thought like, we also did a lot of like breakout boxes but it wasn't like your oh little God. google form was yeah it was like an actual, actual box. breakout box blue box with a lock on yeah, it yeah and we'd crazy. have to go around the room and find things oh my mm-hmm. god yeah and there was like we had to do stuff with like base tenant yeah that was when i remember actually like having a lot of fun like learning yeah like yeah. it was we still did like learning things but it was enjoyable for us yeah, yeah. and then there was this one very memorable day where it actually snowed in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Miss Sinclair, she, like, rushed, got, like, 
black construction paper and she's like put on your jackets and we were like the first class outside and we yeah were, like, and we the, were like at snowflakes yeah. it was so nice i have yeah. like this one picture i think of Aww, just like a gg class yeah oh that's so, so cute sweet. but but obviously as you can tell we're reminiscing about yeah. elementary school as soon as we get to middle school bam different uh, yeah different story <laughs> middle school i kind of zoned out but i put this down for elementary school mm-hmm. i said we went to the park for gt once our our school is on like kind of a hill, hill yeah so then below under that not under but like, you but, know, like down, down the, the hill. hill there's another park like a city park and like one time we walked there with like the gt class and i watched i wrote i watched a roly-poly poop on a kid's hand and he was so proud <laughs> i miss you kid every time i see a roly-poly <laughs> i think of you yeah it was like experiences like that that it wasn't it was like educational like we didn't know roly-polies would like poop yeah, on people's hands we didn't but, know but like but like he was like guys look it pooped and it was like yeah. a little speck on his hand i was like yeah crazy <laughs> but then most people that join the program at elementary school now they're not in the program anymore like i still yeah. see them in school they're not in the program anymore yeah. like they dropped out either in like late middle school or like just in high school and they're like Mm -hmm. severely burnt out it like proves my point i think like if you joined in late middle school or high school your brain had time to realize you're not only your academics compared to when you like have that being drilled into little five-year-olds now i think in these higher grades it's more of like family or culture pressure yeah rather than like the The school system ingraining it into you like for me personally my family never really like overly put that pressure on me like that academic pressure it was kind of something that was expected of mm-hmm. me because I did so well because of the GT program and because yeah, I was like yeah. naturally like gifted in academics in elementary school so now like when I'm like looking at myself and looking how like wow I don't get only 100s anymore it's like gifted kid program. it's a gifted kid thing not necessarily like a culture or a family mm-hmm. thing yeah yeah so yeah it was, it was, those were the good old days. Yeah. But now, <laughs> the beginning of the end. Yeah. Middle school, downhill. It just, it got worse. <laughs> um, so, okay. I can't say it all was bad, because we do, did still have some enjoyable projects. Like, I personally enjoyed when we uh, read, and then there was none, because it was, like, a mystery, and I was really interested. And then, mm-hmm. like, at the end of it, we got to write our own mystery that wasn't graded, because the teacher didn't read any of them, which annoyed me <gasps> thoroughly. Because I worked very hard on it. Oh, but, no. yeah. But, like I said, like, that was the beginning of the end. It was, mm-hmm. like, here's this fun thing. Here's what you're supposed to do with that fun thing. But I'm not going to give you any sort of um, reward yeah. or validation for it. So, it was, yeah. like, what's the point? I think, what did I write for this? Oh, our creativity allowed many opportunities to be opened up for us. Yeah. So, for example, for one of the projects. I don't we, remember what the project was about. No, I think it was, mm-hmm. like, an end of your project to showcase... She, uh, our teacher put us in random groups, mm-hmm. and she told us, like, find something and you guys all have oh, in common. common. yeah. There. And so, we said that what we had in common was C's candy. Yeah. So we made somebody go out and buy. Buy a C's candy. <laughs> we Wait, it was creative, candy. and we did get the C's candy out of it, and then we made our own little chocolate boxes. And we wrote, like, things that we, like, were... I don't know. I think they were different things inside, but the outside was similar. Yeah, so I think we're that's just like, was. we're yeah. all, like, similar, but we're so unique and things like that. Yeah. So, it was pretty nice, but, yeah. I think a lot of the stuff that we were told to do in middle school was kind of busy work. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, things that we necessarily... Sorry, I just said necessarily twice. It wasn't things that we would have enjoyed normally. Yeah. But, like, because we were forced to do it, we were like, okay, I guess this is kind yeah, of Yeah, no, especially, like, we 
I don't know for what reason they started deciding that all the GT kids needed to learn like prefixes and suffixes. I yeah I, yeah. I we know. memorized like one hundred a week. Had tests on them. Yeah, no, no, it was fifty a week, but then 50? it would be it would be a cumulative. What was I on? No, it was a cumulative. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was fifty, and then a, a, a hundred, and then a hundred fifty, and then two hundred. Yeah, but that's still crazy. Yeah, that's a lot, and also I wasn't good at it because I can't memorize things. Like that's not yeah. my learning style, I and was... I feel like GT never really took into consideration learning styles. Yeah, like like I mentioned in the last episode, when I looked at like the National Associ- Association of Gifted Children, they literally set up their there's like no regulation for it. It's completely up to yeah. the district to handle, which is like it's crazy Very to me. So especially oh, like thinking yeah. about how the test is, mm-hmm. like the test is like here, um, conceptualize this folded down piece no, of paper. No, even with like different districts, it's a different test. Like we took yeah. the Iowa test or whatever. It was a, I talked to people from another district, and theirs was like a legitimate IQ test where they would get a number and then that's how they did it. Yeah, but no, that's yeah. Weird. It's like it doesn't make sense that it's so arbitrary in like mm-hmm. a state. It makes sense between states cuz you know different standards, but like in one state it should be regulated in the same county too. In the same like, yeah, it should be regulated so that it's like more there's of something. A, yeah. yeah. I also wrote for this section that like I was still in my academic weapon complex, but like don't you worry the fall will come soon. <laughs> just here i was like still blissfully ignorant because not exactly pressured but i guess just like encouraged like Mm -hmm. highly encouraged (laughs) by obviously my own intrinsic desire to do well because of gt but also just because of family and culture so i was just like oh this is what like everyone expects me to be so i didn't really realize that yet i was still you know yeah all my pressure that i had in middle school was placed on me by myself um (laughs) which you know but it's because of in middle or in elementary school everything came easy to me like yeah, i never no, had to try on anything and then in um 6th grade never really had to try except on stem tests so then stem tests was the thing i was like well i have to try and i have to be perfect yeah and then it just got worse and worse and there was more and more and then it just like you know spiraled into like me being a little cuckoo and thinking that i had to be perfect yeah but I, I just couldn't. Not, it, yeah, 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 it just didn't. Yeah. You know, I also, like, I really had no memory of this time <laughs> of my life. Middle school, I think I just, like, blocked a lot of things out. And there's definitely reasons for that, but it's just <laughs> funny to me. Yeah. But I remember being horribly terrified of the And Then There Were None book. Was that, like, a required reading, or did she just give that to us? I don't think it was a required reading. I think it was, you had to do a mystery. Oh, And she chose, and then there was none. The Agatha Christie book. And then I, like, couldn't sleep for the entire month we were reading that book. It was kind of a weird book to choose for 7th graders. No, like, yeah. And like, then, it no. It was psychological murder and everything. And else. it wasn't even that, like, we read it. We read it as the characters. So as I our know. characters, I, like, because I played Vera, and spoilers alert if you haven't read, and then there was none. But Vera, uh, she... Girl boss. She girl bosses until the end, and then she doesn't girl boss no more. She... And I had to read out the part of her not girl bossing no more. <laughs> and it was, like, it was a little dark. No, I don't remember what I was. I don't remember, but I knew you were a character that died early on. Or you were a narrator. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have been a narrator, or I might have just been somebody who's irrelevant. Yeah. So sorry. But, like, <laughs> anyways, like, that, like, we had to draw actual, like, pictures of each yeah. person. I think I ended up drawing the judge, and I literally made him in some, like, anime man, like, <laughs> style. And it was, like, really funny. It was That's just a what... lot to expect from seventh yeah, graders. Yeah, all of these topics are just, like, literal... 
it like, was yeah. death and murder and all these things. It was just like, it was why would much. you pick that? Yeah. Like, it's psychologically, like, messed with. I remember, like, going home each day. I mean, I've been doing this ever since, like, I was in elementary school, you know? It just got worse during that month because I was just so scared of that book. Like, I'm scared of a lot of things. Never watch a horror movie with me. I would be scared to turn on the shower water because it would hit the tub yeah. very loud. Yeah. And I would, like, tell my brother, can you turn on the water for me, please, while crying. <laughs> and I was just like, that book messed me up. Yeah, now I get that. It's just, the things that they make GT kids do, it's a lot, but it's not a lot that they can handle. Yeah. It's like, why would you make me memorize 200 STEM words? Yeah. For an, like, okay, they always would justify it by saying it was for SAT or ACT, yeah. but that was, like, in four years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, thanks for the prep, but, like, bro, and I don't also, need this right now. like, as someone who has taken uh, PSAT twice now and has, uh, like, took the ACT yeah. back in, like, eighth grade or whatever, it didn't really help. Yeah. As a person who took the ACT, it's just that it's a lot more of comprehension rather than, like, learning the stems. Because even yeah. in, like, the grammar section, you don't need to know that many stems. No. Even when I went into, um, because I wanted to be on the medical path. Mm-hmm. And we, like, for midterm, we had to memorize a bunch of stems. It was, like, completely different stems. Like, yeah. I only used, like, a handful from the ones we learned in uh, middle school. So I was like, oh. And whatever. I think for certain pathways, it's kind of, like, you can figure out what it means. Because Latin yeah. is, like, or, sorry, English is, like, derived from Latin. So it's, yeah. like, words that you commonly use. And then you're like, oh, well, that makes no, sense. No, yeah, exactly. But for middle school, shout out to Miss Shippy. Yeah, she was she was our um our 8th grade one mm-hmm. and then that's when covid hit. So we the rest of the year was online with yeah. her. But she was so great. It was the best best teacher. Yeah. In middle school hands down. Yeah. But high school humanities and I wrote this as it's like the real beginning of the end because I was still slaying in middle school. Yeah. To be honest. And like because of the way our school district does a uh, GT humanities program. It's split two years, mm-hmm. so the first year was online, and the second year was in person. Yeah. Um, the online was just kind of rough, not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> like, the teachers were great, but we would just talk about art and architecture. Which didn't lot. come up on the test. Yeah, which, like, I still I mean, I, I loved it. It was really yeah. interesting, but, it, was just but like, it didn't help. I was just like, but the thing is, like, they made the lectures really interesting. That was the only thing that, like, kept yeah. me going. Because, like, I wouldn't take notes or anything. I would just sit there. Oh, yeah, no, I would just listen. I would just listen. It was, like, a little, like, live podcast or something. (laughs) So I'd just, like, sit there and watch the art pass by. And then we went into breakout rooms and I'd just sit there. Yeah. And then I think the good thing about the way they did their GT program was that they required us to take Strayer notes. Mm -hmm. So we would actually understand what was going on for the AP test. But then when we uh, went uh, in person for the second half of it, they didn't require us to take Mm -hmm. notes. They didn't really give us much of the second yeah, part of like, the history, so it was like, it so, was a lot of yeah, self-studying. There was so much self-studying, and like, I think I wrote down some words, not in this section, so I'm confused as to where I wrote it, but <laughs> like, we spent like two months learning about Dante's Inferno without actually reading the whole thing. That was crazy to me. That was- I, I wanted to read Dante's Inferno, but then we just read like- we glazed, we, we read the first, like, before he even enters the gates of hell. Yeah. He and was then, just walking to it, and then we never got to no, the gates we, of hell. No, we read, like, some snippets mm-hmm. of each circle of hell, so we would know, yeah, like, context, but, like, but it was like we never we read We got the an infographic about it, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I wanted to read, like, what's in the first gate of hell? What's in the seventh? But, like, yeah. we just, we read the whole thing about him, like, walking up with the weird man, and he's like, 
welcome to my infer like <laughs> welcome to my crib. <laughs> Honestly, but I do I do thank them for teaching us Dante's Inferno, even though it didn't help at all on the AP test because the book I'm currently reading mentions it a lot, yeah. and I actually know what's happening yeah. because of what happened. Exactly, but it's just like for the AP test, like I like how they did the GT Humanities program. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was enjoyable. But they shouldn't have made it an AP World program. Yeah. I feel like that's where they messed up. Yeah. Because we had to do all the studying for the AP World test on our own. Exactly. And it just wasn't mm, fair. Yeah, we had to, like, split for, like, the last month of our sophomore year. We literally mm-hmm. just split. Because, like, there was freshmen and sophomores in the same class, right? So yeah. we actually just, like, split up and went to an empty classroom. And then we just, like, grinded out SAS after essay and just review after review. Yeah. And it was just, like, it just bro. It was too much because we should have done that stuff consistently throughout mm-hmm. the year, no, but we exactly. didn't because we were busy reading Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Or not reading not Dante's reading, Inferno. Not analyzing it without yeah. reading. Yeah. So it was just, like, crazy. But, like, this, like, it was really nice. Like, the, my freshman year teacher, Miss Riley, mm-hmm. and then Miss Miller and Mr. Hammer, they For, were real yeah. ones. Like, it was a great class. It just wasn't, it shouldn't have been, like, mm-hmm. associated mm-hmm. with the AP. Like, and the sophomore, like, I, I really liked the sophomore year teachers because, like, they got to know every student really well. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably get into the dynamics of GT kids later on when we answer some of the responses. Mm-hmm. But, like, It's yeah. just, I think, mm-hmm. like, high school was just, like, the breaking point of, I'd rather, like... Which brings us to our next point is why well, we, we left. <laughs> so, for me personally, yes. I was in um, the way our uh, district does junior year GT is American Studies, which is AP Lang and AP U.S. History. And I got into the class and I'm like, this is the worst idea anyone has ever had in their entire lives. Yep. Because from my previous experience in the GT AP program is that we don't learn for the AP test. Yeah. And then you put two AP tests together. Crazy. So I didn't like that. And I just thought it was a foolish way to do it if you wanted people to actually succeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I personally didn't really ha- really have a choice. I mean, I did have a choice, but it was just kind of like... It was a choice that you didn't want to make. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but, like, I had a scheduling conflict where it was, like, I would either have to, like, drop orchestra mm-hmm. or, like, drop down to a lower orchestra, which was, like, I didn't want to yeah. do. And then... The other class I was doing, like, I actually like, did a whole application and interview for, so I was like, why would I just, like, yeah. say no? So I was like, you know what? It's fine. At the time, I guess I was like, a little upset about it, but, like, In now, retrospect, it's, like, not that big of a Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, because yeah. I was already, like, having a little bit of a rough time, and I think, like, genuinely, if I was in the Amstead program this year, I probably would have dropped out of school altogether. No, probably. Like, I'm being dramatic. I genuinely wouldn't think... If I was in the Amstead right now, I would not be as mentally well as I am right now, no. which is really saying something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just feel like the Amstead program just wasn't the best creation on our school district's part, and it got even worse because of certain dynamics within our GT program in high school. Yeah. yeah. So it was just... Yeah, the whole just, I don't know, worldview of it is very interesting. Like, yeah. again, it's not like, I can't pinpoint it on, like, a specific occurrence, but it's just, like, everything together, mm-hmm. meshed together. Like, I can't just be like, you, teacher, it was all because <laughs> of you. Or yeah. you, child, it was all because of you. It's like, it's the whole thing, you know? Yeah, like, it was the whole, like, progression of how the GT program treated its students. Yeah. And, like, currently, if you notice, like, everybody in our school's AMSA program... The ones that are still in it 
either just like like they can handle it which like I applaud that's like, you. like three people. Yeah, it's three <laughs> people. And then the other people joined in, like, late middle school or, like, yeah. in high school. So, yeah, so like everybody the, we've known from yeah. elementary school is, like, gone. All the people who were in the JT program since elementary school, I think there's one or two still yeah. in it. And that's because of the dynamics. That's because of our burnout. That's because of everything. But the people that we knew because um, starting in middle school that in the JT program, they're still in it. Yeah. And I think, like... It's just a really different mindset. Yeah, it's proving my point that it's, like, if you're, like, I'll get into this later, too, but it's, like, if you're in the program since you're in elementary school, you have, like, an emotional connection, and, like, your, like, subconscious and, like, just mentality is very connected to that high-achieving, I'm gifted, I'm talented mindset. But, like, if you join in, like, later years, you're joining it either to boost your ego, sorry, or, (laughs) like, just get like a higher achieving class or get yeah. your gpa up no definitely like because like, or just like be with like your friends or something yeah no i know for certain that like in elementary school your brain is not fully developed mm-hmm. so when everyone is constantly looking at you and telling you wow you're really intelligent wow you're a gifted kid you think that's the only thing you are yeah because that's the only thing you ever hear exactly. so like for me personally i only view myself as academically intelligent and that's it. Because no one has ever told me anything, like, until recently, that I'm anything other than that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I never was, like, I, I said this later, but I never was, like, told I was, like, wow, you're so gorgeous. Wow, you're so, like, artistically talented. Like, even with my yeah, writing, yeah. it was always, like, wow, you can be, like, a really good, like, essay writer. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, a fiction writer like I yeah, wanted to be. Yeah. So it was just, like... Outside the scope of academics. Yeah. So, like, if, I, if you're only told that you're one thing when your, like, brain is really moldable, mm-hmm. you're gonna only think that way yeah. of yourself. And, like, even in middle school, it's, like, you know, your brain is really, like, moldable, but you already have, like, a foundation. Yeah, you have, like, an idea of everything. Yeah. So, we're gonna get into some of the responses from the survey, and, like, we picked out just, like, a few quotes, and we wanted to expand on them. So, mm-hmm. one of the questions was, like, is there a feeling of otherness that's associated with being in the program? And the one quote that we're looking at here is, quote, a little bit, but not that much. It just makes my schedule be with the same people all day, so I barely know anyone who has never been in GT. So, like, I, like, completely agree with this. Like, I was literally only surrounded by GT kids, and, like, when unrelated to GT stuff happens with, like, just life and all, it's, Mm -hmm. like, very difficult to take time to yourself because, like, you're stuck with the same people all the time. And so, like, therefore, you're, like, stuck in that highly academic achieving mindset we're just like constantly yeah so it's just like i don't get a time to take a break because everybody else like i'm surrounding myself with and Mm -hmm. am surrounded with is like doing so much better so like why am i not yeah no i definitely agree because like um this was really just like the kids we met in middle school Mm -hmm. but like because it's a very different mentality in elementary school it was like yeah we're the cool kids yeah we get to play the games but like in middle school it's like academic rigor so like once everyone around you is like oh yeah i'm in after school programs for um education yeah i'm i'm taking the sat already like that sort of thing it makes me feel left behind because i'm just doing yeah like what's in school or doing things on like regular no exactly because it's like that's like even that's like the top like one percent of students exactly but the thing is like because we're surrounded by them all all the time that's all you know so you feel like everybody's doing that and you're like oh i'm falling behind when you're really not like you're actually like ahead yeah like, for it's me, crazy. like, I know people who've been taking, like, the um, SAT and the ACT since, like, you know, freshman year. But then, like, my sister, she only took the SAT once when the school offered it. So, it's, like, it's, like, 
But, like, since because I'm always around those GT kids that are like, yeah, I've been taking the SAT since forever. I'm trying to get my 1600. It's like, wait, should I be doing that? But, like, so, other people, like, aren't doing that. So it's, like, yeah. really hard yeah. for me to There's differentiate no, like, what's real. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for another response to the feeling of otherness, uh, someone says, I feel like a lot of students had a sort of superiority complex because they're in GT. However, I think this was lessened in high school because non-GT students could t- uh, take AP classes that fulfilled the same credits as GT classes if they wanted to. And honestly, I feel like people think it's decreased, like the superiority complex that we all have, like all GT kids have. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like a lot of us have just gotten better at hiding it. Personally, when I talk to other GT kids sometimes, and like I'm like, oh my god, I'm struggling with physics so bad right now. They give me like a little eyebrow raise or like yeah, a snide yeah. remark, but they don't tell me to my face outright that I'm dumb. But like, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, or it's like because like for a lot of like kids in GT, mm-hmm. they're already like one or two grades ahead in math. Yeah, and so it's like whenever I was in GT, it was like I was the one that's behind. Yeah. So, even though, like, I'm perfectly fine and on track. Exactly. So, it's just, like, I'm, like, oh, I should have, like, skipped a few grades in math, even though I would probably fail everything. Yeah, and it's, like, it's a lot of the GT kids that are currently in the program are definitely math-brained or, like, Mm -hmm. math-smart. But, like, if you're, yeah, if you're, like, um, artistically or um, writing-smart, it's not, like, people don't treat it the same. Yeah, exactly. It's not as respected, I think. And Mm -hmm. that just, like, makes you feel like you're dumb yeah. even though like you know no one's yeah exactly yeah we also asked a question asking about different stereotypes that people view with the gt kids and someone said i guess a common stereotype is that gt students are smart or are smart but i don't know uh because there's many individuals that they know that aren't in the program that are really smart so of course it's hard to define what intelligence is but i wonder what actually sets gt kids apart and I read the last part, and I was like, wow, they're so right for that. Because exactly. the GT test is really arbitrary compared to the GT program. Like, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Like, we said why this am earlier. I good at, like, yeah. folding paper? Exactly. We said this <laughs> earlier. Like, wow, we can fold, know how to fold a paper into yeah. perfect uh, triangles. It's because but... my dad made me origami frogs, okay? Like... <laughs> but it's like, then, what, how does that translate to, yeah take two AP classes together in the same period. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, maybe in elementary school it made sense because we did, like, similar, like, mentally yeah. stimulating things. So, like, like I remember we did do some folding paper yes. tricks, and she was like, look at how the paper's folded. And we were all like, wow, crazy yeah, exactly. bonkers. <laughs> and, like, and, like, how do I, how am I taking world history? Yeah, it, no, it doesn't, it doesn't It doesn't progress. translate. No, yeah. Yeah, past the elementary school level, I think you, like, it's just not a good measure anymore, you know? No, I agree. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I answered two, uh, or I have thoughts on two of the responses for the impact on academic life for GT. Um, One person said that it's made them fall in love with learning again, but, like, I mean, like, good for you. And I don't don't say this in a condescending way, but it's it's genuinely, like, nice that you found your little niche of, like, how you learn best. I I think that this might have been true for me in elementary school, or if, like, the program continued the way it was. Yeah. And it's, like... Not because the pro- it was easy in elementary school. Obviously, it took me a while to learn, like, base 10 and base, like, 9. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, like, it's not necessarily that, like, it was just easy, but it was, like, I was learning things that was interesting to me, and we yeah. were applying them in ways that was, like, fun. So Now instead- the GT program is really focused on, like, AP tests, mm-hmm. which makes no sense, because, like, even if you're not in GT, you're taking the AP tests. So it's yeah. like, is there much of a point in GT mm-hmm. anymore? Exactly. So there was also someone else who said that 
without the label that I had as a kid, maybe today I wouldn't think I'm as smart or as capable as I am. However, I've also, I've also fallen into some rough pitfalls realizing that maybe a hundred or even an A is not achievable to in certain classes and sometimes I'll have to work much harder to actually succeed, which has been very new to me because I breezed through elementary and middle school, which like, that's so true because I never studied in elementary or middle school, mm-hmm. like, and I passed just fine. Like, I still don't have, like, a solidified, like, study system. Like, I do the little Pomodoro thingy. But, like, notes-wise, I'm just still doing bullet points and just reviewing everything. Um, I honestly think that I would have been, like, fine being pushed to do better just because of, like, my family and, like, my cultural reasons. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think it was definitely, like, an, oh, okay, moment when I, like, realized I couldn't be at 100% all the time. Yeah. And it was, like, definitely, like, a big wake-up call and sort of, like, an ego shattering moment of my academic life but it's like I think I've come to terms with it now I think like I was I I was also kind of forced to come to terms with it because I realized that like bro if I continue I keep this up I am actually gonna like burn out and yeah not make it so like even though like I'm on the brink of burnout at least I'm not actually burnt yeah I think that the way that like many of us breeze through high school or sorry but elementary and middle school like, also translated a little bit into high school, because the only things I've ever had to actually study in is, like, math, or, well, geometry, um, geometry, and then physics now, but, like, in my junior year, I've learned that I actually have to study, <laughs> which is crazy to me, because, like, even when I took AP World, mm-hmm. I didn't, and AP Human, I didn't study a bit for those, I only studied in class, oh, and same. then... And then I got a five. And then, like, when I, I, I talked to other people that, like, actually studied and they didn't get a five, I'm like, wait, I feel, like, guilty almost. Which is weird. Yeah. It's like, why, it's, it's like, I'm a very fair person. I like things fair. But, like, when I'm on top, I feel guilty that they're not on top. And it's mm-hmm. like... Because, like, it's like, in all aspects, like, you worked harder than me, so why am yeah, I getting the higher grade? Exactly. But now when other people aren't working as hard as me and I'm still failing, like, in physics... It's like, wow, that's also not fair. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's, it's weird. I get that. Yeah. Uh, so, for a feeling of otherness for the kids who left the GT program, the other feeling, or the other feeling of otherness for kids who are still in it, but for people who left it, uh, one said, so then that caused, oh, sorry. So, one said that they felt um, imposter syndrome and anger whenever they couldn't achieve something that everyone thought they were supposed to achieve, and that caused them to be in this gray area of not being average, but also not being intelligent, mm-hmm. so then they asked the question, what am I? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who are in the GT program feel that, because like I said, if I'm not doing good in physics, but I'm doing great in AP Lang, but like that doesn't mean that like I'm smart because I'm not doing good in everything yeah and I feel like if I'm not making 90s or or 95s or 100s all the time I'm not smart even though like I logically know that an 89 or like anything in the 80s is a great grade yeah it's perfectly fine yeah because like I feel like this is especially true at our extremely competitive high school it's Mm -hmm. like a 93 is a good grade but a 93 isn't a good grade when other people retest to 100 and Mm -hmm. then like the um, you know, we have rankings policy. are completely yeah. off. We have a crazy policy, but it's like, I think just that also combined with like just our mentality coming from the GT program just like mm-hmm. makes it so much harder to like 
actually believe that you yourself are doing the work and it's not just like coincidental yeah like i feel like a lot of us don't really acknowledge that we are hard working because we feel like everything comes naturally to us and then when things don't come naturally to us us and like we have to work even harder Mm -hmm. it's like it's not worth it you know And then for um, impact outside of academic life for someone who also left the GT program, uh, they said that I didn't even learn anything valuable that would help me outside the classroom. And that's so true. (laughs) Because literally the GT program doesn't help you outside the classroom, especially not when you get to high school. Because like I said, AP classes are AP classes and AP classes only matter once you want to get into a college. Yeah. Um, And like, you know. People in regular AP classes that aren't in GT AP classes are doing just as good, if not better, than you. And it's making the GT program not feel worth it at all. Yeah. Like, all those years that I spent in the GT program, it's like, for what? Yeah. It's just that, like, if you're going to do it for an AP class, then prepare me for the AP exactly. class. Like, I get it that you're still trying to cater to that sort of, like, um that elementary school vibe of like or about me folding yeah but it's just like it's not working when we're actually like like everybody let's be so honest with ourselves right now if like being in the gt program the higher the grades you go the more you just want to do it for that gpa or for the college like you don't care about the aspect of actually being gifted no you just want to like honestly most of the people who are still like in the gt program in high school want it because they want to put it on their college resumes and be like yeah i was in the gt program since blank and that's okay i'm not saying there's anything wrong yeah with because that. like girl we're putting it yeah like god <laughs> say i'm putting it on there too but like it doesn't it doesn't mean that you have to like not teach us the ap courses because mm-hmm. you want it you mm-hmm. think we want to be exactly. GT kids you know yeah and then there was a question that we put for just people who left the program and one of them stood out to me is quote it was kind of a shock realizing that other people don't care if you get high grades or not it took a toll because then i realized who am i doing good in school for because i've not developed doing things for myself and Mm -hmm. i definitely had like a few moments what where i was like why am i doing so much if other people are doing so little like in my eyes because i was like yeah basically it's just that's how i was taught but then i realized that you know that's sort of alleviated when i saw other gt kids so note that i mean gt kids as in very high achievers Mm -hmm. doing like the same and more than me so then i was like okay that's like the top two percent of people here so like why am i even competing yeah also it's like sometimes i have to take a step back and realize that the person with the 1.5 gpa who has like goals in life and has like something they're dedicated to like i don't know football soccer uh, any sort of sport they'll still get into the same school as i do with a like a 3.95 gpa and all these academic things just because that's just how the world is yeah so i have to like take a step back and realize I don't need to have a hundred on my mm-hmm. classes and like an 89 and it's fine. just like unattainable unless you want to actually like destroy your brain from the inside out because like yeah or as, cheat yeah or cheat <laughs> as much as like you want that to be like it's like it's like the the system today in the system today it's like literally impossible for you to do that like yeah there's like maybe two or three people in this like state that can do that especially because in our state the grading is arbitrary, and the teachers can do whatever they want, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you get a teacher that you don't click with, hey, if they're grading your essay and they don't like something in particular, they can make you not have a great grade. I, I haven't experienced that, but, like, it's impossible when you don't have a set 
grading standard. Yeah, exactly. And then we also asked just, like, feeling of otherness to people who just were never in the program. Mm -hmm. So one of them said that when they were younger, they were really sad they didn't get into the GT program because they felt that, like, the kids that did get in were super cool and smart. But then as they got older, the the distinction wasn't nearly as prevalent because they didn't care enough. And the friends that were in GT said it wasn't that great. And I definitely agree. Being in the GT program for, like, every single year except, like, this one, it was kind of, like, an interesting experience. Like, in high school, it was because, like, we're all just learning about Dante's Inferno (laughs) and the Gates of Hell for, like, two months straight. (laughs) Ah, so that's where I wrote it. (laughs) But I think, like, if I left in middle school, like, I actually would have cared, like, that I was, like, I'm no longer in GT. But, like, because, like, I I kind of kind of lost the emotional connection part of it after freshman year and also like at this point because I'm just taking like the regular AP classes now not in the GT Amstead combined thingy like it's just whatever and also when I hear kids in the Amstead program struggling like because of um the grading policies or the strictness of their teachers and then like you're in the same classes as them and then you're doing like fine it's like was GT ever really worth it yeah yeah so good experience but i can't say i like it sorry so then we had some sections that was like purely about being academically gifted Mm -hmm. not just general gt things um and one person said uh, my teachers often considered me to be talented and gifted so to and to be really smart they unknowingly placed all their expectations onto me and then as they got older they strive for perfection to meet those expectations and then you know yeah. Now they're big sad is what they said. <laughs> I said that, like, people still expect, like, way too much from me. This was a little, little rant I did. I said, I still think people expect too much from me. Please expect less so I can take a break. Except, I will give myself a break. And instead, I'll make myself work harder to gain back that expectation. Definitely. So, yeah. it's, like, honestly, just such like a harmful cycle of a mindset. Because, like, even though, like, I recognize, like, what's going on, mm-hmm. it's, like, I just can't break out of it because I'm still put in that environment every single day. Yeah. No matter how hard I try to just be, like, girl, we already thought about this at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. We figured it out, like, 15 times over for the past, like, two years. Yeah. Deal with it. No, it's, like, but, I like, can't break out of it. Um, th- I'm about to say something, and if this person hears it and realizes it's about them, do not take it as a slight. I, like, I genuinely don't care, but I just wanted to say this. So, I, like, in physics, I said that I'm struggling, obviously. And there's this one person that I've known in GT for a while, right? And, like, they kind of always, like, you know, like, tease me, poke fun at me for it. But, like, I know they're doing it good-naturedly, but, like, my brain is still, like, oh, my God, they think I'm stupid. Oh, my God, they think I'm stupid, mm-hmm. right? And they, like, won't ever, like, see me the same way. But it's, it's not that. It's, like, that's just how GT kids are. Like, we we poke fun at other GT kids for, like, oh, my God, you got, like, two less points than me. You're mm-hmm. so stupid. But, like, at the same time, we all, like, see that as a targeted offense at yeah. us. And that it's they... It's because of yeah. that. The, it's, like, it becomes less of an emotional thing the higher the grade you get and more, like, academically based. Yeah. So it's, like, so much more competitive then. Yeah. Crazy. And then someone else said, uh, when I was stressed about my grades, it was usually about whether I was going to get a high A or a low A. Not worried about getting a P or or a B. Not worried about getting a B or possibly not passing like some of my peers. And, like, I totally feel this. Because, like, sometimes I'll say things and I won't realize how they sound. I'll be like, oh, my God, I got a 93. And then, like, I don't, like, 
realize that I'm not around only GT kids, and then I'll feel bad because, like, I know some people are actually, like, aiming for actually them. struggling. Yeah. Like, people are getting, like, 60s, and then they hear me complain about my 93, and I, like, feel actually bad because, like, I don't it's understand, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> it, yeah. Because it's, like, because you've been in that mindset for so long, it's mm-hmm. just, like, you're, like, you're like a 93, like, we both know that, like, a 93, completely fine. Yeah, a great, it's, great. You're slaying if you have a 93, but it's yeah. just, like, because of that, it's, like, the big fish little pond theory I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Because you're always in an environment where people make, like, 97s to 100s only, yeah. you think your 93 is behind. Bad. But then in the grand scheme of things, in any other environment, your 93 is, like, the top 10%. Exactly. You are doing amazing, yeah. girl. And, like, I I wrote down that I'm always so ready to help and forgive other people for, like, grades that they don't view as good, but, like, I can never give myself Mm -hmm. that energy. Like, if someone's, oh, oh, like, over there, like, oh, my God, Cass, I got a 70, like, what do I do? Can you help me? I'm like, yes, yes, I will help you. I I got you. Especially if it's, like, language-related, like, English or whatever. But, like, I can't give myself that energy, which is, like unfair (laughs) and then finally someone said um it gave me a lot of insecurities and made it really hard not to seek academic validation because that was all i've ever known and it was acknowledged for yeah like like i said before i've never been anything but academically smart until like you know last year maybe that was the first time someone besides my friends called me pretty so it was it's just like I'm not mad about it, but it's just something that, like, I've always been so yeah. used to. And know? also, this is, like, also because of, like, race reasons. Because, yes. like, as, a, as, like, in elementary school, like, our area that we live in has become, like, way more diverse in, mm-hmm. like, the recent, like, past five years. We were both born and raised, same house, same area. Yep. We went to the same school, same program, same everything. Yeah. So, you know. But I was, like, the only East Asian kid. Yeah. And, like... I, in my entire time in the GT program, which was, um, 10 years, there was one other black kid. Yep. Yep. And that's, it's not like, like, I know that's like, you know, just how it is. One, black kids are underrepresented because they're under-tested. And two, it's just like, Like no one. Like I mentioned in the past episode. Like, (laughs) kids that are actually, um, GT smart are not tested because no one pushes those things. Same thing with AP classes. Like, Mm -hmm. I did a whole presentation on this. They don't give black kids enough like, access to AP classes and enough, like, motivation to take the AP classes, and they don't do the same thing with There's GT kids. There's also stereotypes, There's also, too. yeah, stereotypes that they're, like, afraid, like, because if you're a smart black kid, other black po- people will call you whitewashed. And, like, I've grown to, um, accustom- or I've grown accustomed to this. People will, if you are a smart black kid, they will call you whitewashed, and then you don't want to be a smart black kid because then you're a different black kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, if that's all you're ever acknowledged for, then you're automatically different. Yeah. And then you just gotta, like, go with the flow. Yeah, no, and I know, like, like this was probably just, like, environmentalized or, like, their parents or whatnot, but, like, it was literally like the movies. <laughs> Kids would literally come up and ask me for answers because you're smart. Yeah. Like, nobody ever said it straight up. It's like, oh, because you're Asian. But it's like, literally, you're the only, I'm the only person you're asking for answers mm-hmm. from. It's pretty obvious that you're asking me because I am Asian. And it's just that, like, you know, because of that, I was also only ever acknowledged for, like, 
Your intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, not... It was, like, only when I actually started paying attention to my, my appearance, like, way, way more in, like, last year. Yeah, exactly. Same. Then that's when I started being recognized for things other than my academics. Yeah. Like, I only started paying attention to my appearance over... Or exper- appearance over COVID. So, like, when I got back for 10th grade, people, like, actually, like, looked at me in a different way because mm-hmm. I wasn't just caring about my grades. Like, yeah. I was caring about my grades and a little something extra so it was like yeah yeah it was just like that part of your like our identity is so crucial as you gets as being like academically smart that we don't get recognized for anything else, anything else. Yeah. and it's even worse when there are like race stereotypes accompanied with them exactly yeah. so in conclusion being i still very firmly believe like from everything from the survey just from my own experience and everything being in the GG program since you were in elementary school versus later grades has a very, very different impact. Yeah, it has a very profound effect on kids that they're, like, obviously, everyone who is in middle or elementary through high school, their brains aren't fully developed. But when your brain is literally so, like, malleable with the environment that you're in, it's literally impossible to break out of that without, like, actual yeah. therapy. When you're <laughs> less than 2,000 days old, <laughs> five years old. Yeah, exactly. And you're being told that you're gifted, you're talented, you're special. Like, yeah, you are... that's I, all you ever yeah, think of yourself you're as. You're setting up these kids for, like, an ego destruction. <sighs> Absolutely. In the future. Or you're making some narcissists. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's just, like, why would you do that to a five-year-old kid? No, because, like, for me... It was two five-year-olds in one class being told constantly that they're gifted and talented. And then as I go through the grades, the gifted and talented program progressively gets bigger. And then I am no longer gifted because everyone is gifted. No, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, like, you just take a test and then boom, you're gifted. Like, yeah, what does that mean? Exactly. Like, because who's you, gifted at You this know point? there are people who are gifted in drawing that didn't get into the gifted program. You know there are people who are gifted at, I don't know, flute. Who didn't get into the gifted yeah. program. And it's like, they're, you know, what, there are people who are gifted, gifted at chess yeah. that didn't get into the what, gifted what, program. What do you mean by gifted? Gifted you know? isn't crazy. a real thing. Yeah. Like, the gifted and talented program isn't a real thing. Because everyone is gifted and talented in, like, so many different yeah. ways. It's, it's, just, it's just, like, there's no way to really define it. And it just, like, it also just academically messes up your perception of success. Yeah. Like. Because, like, just... for me... This is the reason why my dreams of writing were crushed is because I wanted to go to Harvard and um, our sixth grade teacher told me I would never be a good enough writer to get into Harvard and write, (laughs) which was crazy. But, like, (laughs) I've only ever, like, aimed for the top Mm -hmm. colleges. I've only ever aimed for Ivy League or Ivy League adjacents, which is crazy because I'm broke. (laughs) But, like, like, I've only ever aimed for that standard because mm-hmm. I've only ever been, like, expected to have that yeah. standard. and it's, like, it's so crazy. The, like, gifted kid, like, Ivy League pipeline, like, it's so funny to me. It's terrible because, like, once you get to an Ivy League, you're gonna hate it. I know for sure if I ever went to Yale or Harvard, I would despise it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm gonna apply for. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much our episode today on being academically gifted. I know we dropped a lot of bombshells this episode, so... And hopefully you all had some revelations with us. Yes. So this was, like... These are epiphanies that we've had over, like, the course of, like, the past several years that we actually realized, like, as we figured our identities out that we are Mm -hmm. not just our grades and everything. Like, whole thing. 
But this is Amy. And I'm Cass. And we're signing off. Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family. And we hope you guys are...